Hello and welcome everyone to the Shakopee Podcast. Uh, my name is Brad Detke. I'm the rep for Shakopee 55A District here. And we have another uh, great guest for the Shakopee Podcast today with uh, a uh, teacher and, and uh, member of the Shakopee School District. Elizabeth Deer is here to talk about the Academies of Shakopee today. Thank you so much for being with us, Elizabeth. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's uh, just dive right in here. Um, so there's a lot of confusion, well, not necessarily a lot of confusion. There's a lot of uh, questions and different uh, understanding around the community of exactly what the Academies of Shakopee mean. Can you uh, shed some light on that? Yeah, so, um, you know, when we went ahead and were building onto our high school, which we knew was going to be a very large high school, one of the one of the thoughts is we needed to help students um, feel part of a small learning community. So within a very large high school, we wanted to offer them some smaller learning environments. And so the idea was to center them around some career content. And so we uh, worked with um, so we did a lot of study visits, and we started to work with some other schools that have implemented the academy model as well. And so we wanted to organize our learning um, around six areas of content within our career academies. Got it. And what uh, is your what is your role in the academy of Shakti? So with the academies, they created a position called an academy coach. So. Um, the academy coach's role is really to kind of be the the match between the internal and the external. So I work primarily with the teachers who are developing curriculum and are revamping and rewriting and working to create authentic learning experiences for their students. And then I pair them with different business partners and individuals and mentors that are interested in working with the students. I oversee our six industry councils that are aligned with each of our um, career academies. And then I also work with um, these different events called coordinated learning experiences. So whether it's the career expo or campus visits or industry tours, um, I work to kind of organize and um, provide those opportunities for our students. Awesome. So what, and you were, and I know the answer to this, I just want you to give it to everybody. You were a teacher in uh, Shakopee High School previous to this, correct? Yeah, I did. I was. Um, I've been at the high school now in Shakopee. This will be my 16th year. I started in the science department and then transitioned into some different elective courses in the health science area, starting with a nursing assistant class. Um, I then went on to teach our healthcare and medicine CAPS program at St. Francis. And now I've transitioned into the role of an academy coach. Awesome. So this, as you were explaining, like the academies and things like that, that you used a lot of things that uh, people outside of education may or may not understand, like authentic learning and coordinating different things like that that don't necessarily have uh, – people have a good grasp on what exactly that means. So what does the Academy of Shakopee – how does that help individual – students and families within the Shagri School District? 
So one of the things that I think is important to know is that when we think of the academies and, you know, there's always the the fear that students are going to be pigeonholed into a particular academy. And one of the things that our district has done is they've started the students in sixth and seventh grade at that middle level, taking different gateway courses in each of the six academies. So when we think about our career academies, we have arts and communication, business and entrepreneurship, engineering and manufacturing, we have health science, we have human services, and we have science and technology. So we would say those are our six career academies. So our students in sixth and seventh grade take a one quarter, what we call a gateway course, just kind of like an intro course in each of those six academy areas. And if they then go on in, you know, eighth and ninth grade and say, you know, I really, really liked my course called Drop the Beat. Maybe I want to take another course that is aligned with um, arts and communication just to try it out. And so they're getting exposure early on. So when they get to the high school and as a freshman, they have to um, kind of select their academy. They've had some some experience and learning about it and um, taking different courses in different areas that it's not just um, here you go, you have to decide and now you're in it for the next three years. And within our academies, when I talk about those coordinated learning experiences, um, what we might traditionally think of as a field trip where you're just getting out of class for the day, you're getting on a bus, it's going to be fun. We're really trying to align these experiences with where the students are in their high school education. So ninth graders, this last year we sent all 715 ninth graders onto some sort of post-secondary campus visit, whether it was to the military or to the electrical union or to the U of M or um you know, Gus Davis. So we did private and public and two-year and technical. Um, we gave them options on where they would like to go visit. And so we sent them all out on one day um, and they all came back. So we were happy about that. <laughs> but um, just, giving, just giving them an opportunity to step foot on a campus that maybe they never ever could see themselves on or at and just getting those wheels spinning to think about, whoa, maybe I do have a chance. Maybe I could do this after high school. And helping the kids, um, you know, really plan that seamless transition between high school and post-secondary. When we say post-secondary, we really do mean college and career. So it's not just college, four-year, whatever. We really do mean beyond high school in both um, college and career. So yeah, let's talk about that just a little bit. There's a big push or a renaissance right now in discussing and advocating for students to be going to trade schools and to get a two-year degree on things and not necessarily having to go get a four-year degree. Like when uh, we were going through high school, basically it was you go in the military, you go into a four-year college, and those were your two main options um, at, at that time. And right now, there's a really uh, concerted effort to say, 
we need a lot more people in the trades. We need a lot more people who will work with their hands and fix things and, and do good work that way. How is the academies um, helping with that problem and the fact that we need more welders, we need more uh, HVAC techs and things like that? So one of the things I think that the academies can do for that, you know, when we have our students that are in different academies and we can align um, we can align courses and um, students up with different opportunities. So like in our science and technology um, academy, we do have electricity as an option. And so students can learn about electrical pathways. They can learn about um, the, the, the different pieces of it. And then we can start to kind of infuse that flavor of, well, what does it mean to be an electrician? What does it take to become an electrician? We can start to bring in our electrical union. We can start to help them see what kind of valuable careers are available um, working with electricity and the need for electricity. And, you know, there's, we can start to kind of like use electricity as a common denominator, but it's so much bigger. And that's one example. You know, we also have in our engineering and manufacturing, we have several different um, pathways for our students to um, participate in different options of their choice. So like when you talk about welding, we have, um, you know, we have an area where students can be in um, manufacturing and fabrication technologies. So that would mean that they can, they can take welding and metal fabrication we can start to then bring in our business partners. We can get our students out to industry tours. We can get them out to job sites. We can get them, you know, hands-on experience and working with the professionals so that they can start to see um, what we like to say is how do you turn your passion into a career? So if it is um, working with our hands or designing or caring for others, we can start to help them see where that would be a good fit when they want to look for different career options. Building on that, there's back uh, a few years ago before the Academy of Shock really became a thing, we had worked really hard on uh, CAPS Academy at that time. Is CAPS Academy still a thing? And if so, how does that fit within this model? Yeah, no, and so CAPS is, um, it is kind of like your academy on steroids is what I like to say. So CAPS really stands for Center for Advanced Professional Studies. CAPS is a great option for some students, but we know that it doesn't fit into all students' schedule. We know that it's not the best fit for all kids. But what CAPS is, is it is a half-day immersion program. Um, and when we say immersion, we mean that the kids are actually taking their classes at a different site. So um, in our model, we have worked with business partners um, to host the students. So the course that I used to teach, the healthcare and medicine course, I would teach half of my day at St. Francis Regional Medical Center. Um, and with that, I mean, our students are embedded into that environment. They go through onboarding at St. Francis like any other employee and volunteer. They learn about the um, the mission, vision, and values of the organization, and then they start to 
um, kind of live on that campus and they know their way around. They get name badges. They are, they're, um, you know, expected to follow the dress code. And what's unique and fun about CAPS, which we're working to build into our academy model, is that students get real client projects. And so um, clients have come and they said, you know, we have this work that we need to get done. We're not getting it done or we really think students should give it a try. And so they create these projects that are real that they need done for their own organization and they, they give them to the students and the students are there working on them. The students are collaborating with the business partners. The students are attending the advisory board meetings and gathering information. The students are then providing the deliverables that the business partners need and want. Um, CAPS also has an internship opportunity and component to it. So students will, um, you know, apply and interview for different internships and they will go to a nine-week internship opportunity as well. So it really is kind of like it's a, it is a capstone experience um, for students, which is a good option. But one of the things that we know in our academy model and in our school is we want all students to have CAPS-like experiences. So when I talked earlier about this idea of authentic learning, we want to bring real um, relevant uh, content and curriculum and projects into our high school for all students. So not just the ones that are going to CAPS, but all of our students that are going to be taking these advanced level courses um, in their junior and senior year. It has been amazing to me to watch the incredible investments and amount of time that the Shakopee business and civic community has really put into CAPS and to the Academy's model in Shakopee. Can you talk about the business partners a little bit and what uh, what's expected of them and how this all really uh, works together for uh, the future of our students? Oh, absolutely. Um, so, well, we couldn't do this model without our business partners, and they are really they're one of our, you know, our links in our chain. So when we talk about it, we are, we're working to create that, um, you know, that sustainable civic engagement. And from the very beginning, I think our community of business partners said, we're in, um, what can we do? And honestly, sometimes in my role, we have so much interest that it's hard for me to place all of the businesses and the partners that want to be involved. And so um, I've, I'm really at I, no shortage. Yeah. Can I stop you for a sec? Um, yeah. What, what, why is having business partners important to the Academy's model? Like why is just the very basic of why is that critical and what role do business partners play in making sure that the Academies are successful in Shakopee? Yeah, that's a good question. So I can just kind of speak even like stepping back um, a little bit. I talked earlier that um, I'm in charge of what we call our industry council. So every one of our academies has an industry council, kind of like an advisory board. And they have been working hard the last three years. They've been meeting on a quarterly basis and they have really been um, creating like the courses that we that we are beginning to offer to our students. So whether it's the name of the course, whether it's the content, 
they're telling us the the ideas and the concepts that are real and relevant in the industry so that as a teacher i'm not guessing what is happening out in the real world they're telling me what is happening and they're telling me what uh, my students need to know and they're helping me write my curriculum or give me ideas on what should be in my curriculum so that that's kind of where we're taking this traditional model of like the teacher just being this you know the sage on the stage and just this master of content and we're really fusing it with um, this these industry experts and I'm saying as a teacher what do I need to know for my students and then they're telling me uh, what I need to know and then it's my job as a teacher to create the curriculum to make that relevant for the students um, but without those partners and that connection, I mean, we would be a traditional comprehensive high school. And that's the transformation that we're working to make, that we need those business partners to be at the table with our teachers, meeting our students, and engaging within our school. Awesome. Yeah, that that was uh, that's perfect. So what what have the businesses and uh, civic partners throughout Shakopee been contributing to the Academy of Shakopee? Like, how have they been involved? Yeah. So, I mean, from a big scale model, each of the academies is what we consider we have uh, an academy champion. So right now, and we feel very fortunate, we are the first academy high school to have um, a champion in place before we even opened our academies. So. For arts and communication, we have um, Shakopee Midwalken Institute community. For business and entrepreneurship, we have Hometown Bank. For engineering and manufacturing, we have Shutterfly. For health sciences, we have um, St. Francis Regional Medical Center. Human Services, we have a joint partnership between the city of Shakopee and the um, Scott County. And then for science and technology, we have Entrust Data Card. So. Um, you know, we have some good stable champions and with our champions, uh, we, we have, um, this piece where we can go to them and we can start looking and asking for some resources in terms of time and talent and treasure. So in the last year, all of our academy champions have hosted, um, teachers on their campus so we've done these little mini externships where all teachers have gone they've learned about the business they've learned about some um you know the industry and some um skills and some um resources that they have they've also been part of our industry council in addition they've been at our um, career fair we've also had this summer some more in-depth teacher externships so like day-long experiences where our business partners have hosted teachers and they've taken them through different departments they've learned about different careers they're learning about different certifications and skills that um, that students can have and need to know with with the hope that now the teachers will go back and they'll say um, wow, I learned all of this in the industry. Now I'm going to start to infuse this information that I gathered this summer in my learning um, into my curriculum. I'm going to talk to my kids about it. It's going to help me prepare my students better for the world of work. 
um, and and even maybe make choices as to what they want to do after high school, whether it's a degree or, you know, a program or a college, they're really starting to learn more about that industry. Awesome. So what kinds of uh, concerns or questions or negativity or anything like that have you been hearing from the community, from teachers, about the academies? Is there anything that people are worried about as this continues to move forward? Um, well, you know, I think early on, one of the things that we kind of hear two parts. One is, um, can my students switch academies once they, once they have selected one? And the answer to that is yes. They can switch up until they're um, their junior year. So, I mean, going into their junior year. After their sophomore year, they can't switch necessarily because we do have a three-course sequence that they are required to fulfill. However, our school is moving to a block schedule. So, we're increasing our graduation requirements. Um, and so, they will have more options and opportunities to take more classes. So this is really a very small requirement. It's three three classes over the course of three years that they are um, required to take. Um, the other thing that we hear is what happens when one academy gets too big? Like if, what if all students wanna go into one academy? Um, and what we what we've learned and what we've seen at other academy schools is there does tend to be one academy that um, has a lot, you know, just kind of a high number of students. But what we believe is um, if that happens, then we need to do a job as a school district to say, okay, why is that happening? Why are other academies not being selected and what can we do to make that change? And we might have to work on our end to make those changes, whether it is, whether it is changing courses, whether it is changing requirements, um, and we will have to do that on our end. And that's where we really do rely on our industry council and our business partners to tell us, like, what is happening? Where are we missing the mark? What do we need kids to know and do? And they're really valuable in giving us their input on a lot of that information. Um, and then, uh, you know, I think just concerns, you know, from a teacher standpoint, I think our teachers within the high school, this is, this is a big change for teachers. It's a big change for administration. I mean, there's a, there's a reason when we say transformation that it doesn't happen overnight. So for our teachers who are so hardworking and value the students um, all the time, um, we have asked them to one, change what they're teaching. We've asked them to change how they're teaching. We've asked them to go through a two and a half year construction project. We've asked them to now change their schedule to meet the academy model. And those are some big changes for, you know, teachers. And I would say for anybody in a career, anytime you have massive changes in a short amount of time, it, it, does, it does take time to move the ship through those waters. And so we're, we're still moving, I would say, as we go into this year, 
we're maybe at year zero as we, you know, keep moving the academies forward, but then change to the block schedule. And then I think we're going to get some traction. I think people are going to start to settle in. We're going to start to feel better about things. But we've had a lot of change the last three, four, five years. Yeah, exactly. So perfect. Well, thank you for walking through those. I didn't mean to put you on the spot or anything, but I think it's also important to just talk about where things are going and how how uh, how we're going to get there with everything. So uh, we are bumping up on our end time here, Elizabeth. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about uh, with the Academy that you think is important for people to know? Um, you know, I think uh, I think one of the things that we would say is that if you ever want to come learn more about the Academies of Shakopee, you can always check our website. We host tours. We would love to we would love to host groups of people, school districts, community members, anybody to help you learn about our academies. I would say that there has been a lot of work that has gone into this. Um, we believe that it is uh, the future. It, our students, we always know our future, but we really believe this is the future of education and that um, something needed to change. And we think that this is a good change for our community and for our students. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mrs. Deer, so much for your time yeah. and your energy and uh, being with us today and helping to explain what, uh, what all is going on. And if, uh, if there's anything the community can do to help. And we'll put uh, at on the website where we post this. It'll be posted at uh, house.mn slash 55A is where this will be posted on uh, my legislative website. And uh, you can listen to it there or on iTunes. People can subscribe uh, on iTunes and listen to the Shackley podcast there. We'll have this available for everyone. And hopefully people will have uh, learned a little bit more about the high school and the Academy of Shakopee. And I really, really thank you for your uh, time and your work on this. Thanks, Brad. Nice to talk to you. You as well. Have a great day. You too.